This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys. On today's episode of the podcast, I sat down and visited with Frank Hunkala. Frank is a log truck driver here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, he's got some history at driving truck out in the North Dakota oil fields, uh, but he's he's a guy, we, we got into it, but he really gets serious about cleaning his truck, buffing his truck, he'll be known for that, uh, but just enjoys trucking trucks. He goes to different car shows and things like that, uh, like snowmobiling, we got into that a little bit, uh, but mainly just talked about the, again, the trucking side of things, uh, that whole world, how he got into that at a young age by following his dad, uh, and then kind of got to hear the trajectory of what that was like over the years and how he got to where he's at today. So I really appreciated this one. I hope you guys do as well. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Frank, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. I, uh, a couple of things I, I thought about coming into here, but, but first, before I dive into that, uh, to fit the theme of the podcast, the obsessed podcast, what's, what are you most excited about? I mean, I feel like I could put words in your mouth and maybe talk about it, but before I do that, what are you most excited about on a weekend to talk about? Uh, yeah. What's, what's your, like, if you had to say number one thing that you're pumped about? Boy, I, I don't know. Um, I would say like winter time, it would be, you know, snowmobiling, but I don't, I go, I go out West once, once a year. That's it. You know, it's kind of busy. Yeah. You know, young kids and stuff. And so that's all just kind of, but like summer, summertime, I guess, I don't know. I just like going to car shows and stuff and yeah. And, uh, I do, I do like, you know, my job, I guess trucking too, but, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't know. I don't really have a, have a number one thing necessarily i guess not not off the top of my head no i mean okay in in my head when i came in i was thinking i mean i guess you talked about snowmobiling and driving trucks but it was around you know engines right around trucks i guess yeah around whatever it is dirt uh, motorcycles or, yeah. or or snowmobiles mm-hmm. dirt bikes whatever it is uh is that true is that fit yeah like uh uh, and again, you, to sit there on a weekend and work on your car, not necessarily oh, work uh, on yeah, your car, yeah. but talk cars, look at cars, look yeah. at things, anything right. like that. Yeah. The car shows, or is it, it must, I suppose it's a mix of, is it more like, I don't know. Yeah. So they ask the question of like, I guess what kind of car shows do you go to? Just like, like classic? the classics. Yeah. yeah. Like the old, old, uh, but it's gotta be dual there where you're appreciating like the, uh, the body work of the car as well as the engine and the yeah, components and, and, yeah, and stuff. There's a lot of customization and stuff yeah. like that and yeah I, I love looking at that yeah but i feel like you could have two people at a car show one looking at straight the 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 body the lines the beauty yeah. and one looking at wow look at that engine you know yeah that, that it, would be more me yeah i'm not looking at but i mean I, I mean i probably am but but um but yeah i just um 
I, I get more excited. I guess over the, the shiny, you know, the chromed out engines or, mm-hmm. or just, I guess really I can appreciate anything. I just, I just enjoy looking at what, what people do to their cars or, you know. Yeah. So that was the theme I thought of is just that. But I, I, I like to ask that just because, again, what if there was something I didn't know you loved playing chess on the weekends or something? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> not on here <laughs> no i know i'm just being dumb but yeah. anyways uh no then the other thing i thought about is again i uh, just that it, it feels like there's this theme and i'm curious your thoughts on this is that you uh, throughout life do something where like this sucks but man it's gonna be an awesome story is that true I, I mean i've heard so many good stories from you or about you or whatever else is it feels like there's these things where you're doing it and you're like uh, you hear the story like how is this even real but in the moment, is there ever a part of you that's like, this is going to be a hilarious story? Or is it more just how do we find ourselves here? And then later you're recollecting the story. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I, I would say, yeah. You're... <sighs> yeah, I would say later. I mean, it, it yeah. comes later. Yeah, it's not really a... <laughs> you think back and you're like, huh, that was kind of dumb. Or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah i know i was just curious about that but there's uh yeah and then the other side of it like i told you before we got on is that is the cleaning side of things on your truck right I mean, you make uh again you hear a lot from you hear a lot from other people of just the time spent polishing cleaning like, it all fits the same thing of that appreciation right but <clears throat> where did that come from how did you get into that so i guess it came from my it would have came from my dad um he got a i can't remember i think it was a co-worker that maybe it and i I, and i might be making this a dreaming this up but i i feel like when i was in middle school he made he made some kind of a because i would i was always riding with him always you know you know in the trucks my whole life i guess Mm -hmm. as long as he trucked and um so I was around the shop with him, you know, occasionally helping him grease or whatever. And then uh, I don't know when this started, but I remember hearing that maybe he had made a bet with a coworker that he could, um, that he couldn't, you know, like keep his the wheels on his truck. They're aluminum wheels that he couldn't for a year keep them keep them polished, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's when I that's when I started, you know, helping him because it's a lot. It's a big job, you know. Yeah. Um. So I started. Uh, you know, every, every Monday morning, that was his day in the shop was Monday morning, you know, or his, his morning, I guess. Um, cause they, the company worked for had multiple trucks. So they all had like a schedule when they were in. And so I would, you know, I started going in before school, you know, polishing or washing or whatever, uh, the truck, mm-hmm. you know, and, he, and then it just never stopped, you know, it never, uh, he kept, he kept his truck, you know, he kept his truck pretty clean for ever since then you know it, and so i learned how to do it at a young age and, and uh i don't i wouldn't say i enjoy doing it i enjoy being done doing it and right. standing back and going all right yeah. yeah did you ever enjoy it like at that in middle school no no yeah. it was brutal yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's you know you're sweating and we did it by hand back then and and i i guess i still do kind of now but i, I kind of learned how to do it with the with the buffer you know it's a like they're nine inch buffs or whatever and you there's different different like you know textured buffs like they're more aggressive one would be your first cut or whatever and then there's a coloring wheel and 
Uh-huh. And uh, so it's usually a two-stage deal. But um, typically, I guess if you were to hand polish a truck like we did back then, you know, you got 22 wheels and two fuel tanks that are aluminum on, on that particular truck. So I would say to to go through and, and hand polish those like we did, it was probably like a... If we were both doing it, we could... If I went to... If I went to um, I typically go with them to the shop at two thirty in the morning, and we would have that truck done before I went to school. So, yeah. and that was two of us doing it. Now, if it was one of us, if it was just me, it would be an all-day event, you know. Yeah. But just to pull it out of the shop and go drive it in the woods, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it is, you know, obviously it. It. Um. I don't know. I guess it. Obviously, people notice it because I, I get a lot of comments on it. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, it. I enjoy, you know, like you go out in the woods, you think, you know, like the truck is just brown when you get out and you're loaded and you like on a dry day, you know, you come out of the woods and, and you hit the highway and everything blows off of it. So it doesn't hmm. look like it, it went into the woods, you know, all the wheels, the dust blows right out of them. That's why, you know, so people that, you know, they're like, how do you keep it so clean? You know, it must take, you must wash that thing every day. And it typically I only have to wash it after it rains or something, yeah. or something you know, but. But I like the the most of the like my truck doesn't look like it it does in the summertime year round it's it's more of a uh, like wintertime you can't there's nothing you can do about it like I could polish yeah. those wheels pull it out of the shop and hit the road and it would um that salt just eats them away so that that finish would be gone before the end of the week yeah because aluminum so soft and corrosive or whatever but right so I typically just let it go in the winter I, I wash it once a week but I don't I don't do any polishing and then springtime I basically you sand the wheels down and cut them and color them and hmm. touch everything up and it you know with you know all the painting and whatever and yeah. wax the cab and it almost looks like a new truck rolling out you know into the summer again and then that so most of the work is done when i'm off i'm off you typically april and may i'm typically off so you got time to uh i guess do all that stuff and then and then uh so that's like my full-time job in the spring is getting the truck ready to go for the next haul season or whatever we you know you, you try and get your major maintenance or whatever done and then and then obviously i like my truck clean so i i got about three months up here a year to mm-hmm. keep, keep it nice so i get it all done and then yeah s- summertime i just pretty much wash it once a week so yeah it's not a whole lot of work once you get it to that that point or that stage of you know yeah huh so i was picturing okay so you uh, that makes sense you've got this uh whatever three-week process or who knows how long process yeah th- this year it was um this year it was exactly i think it was almost four weeks i think um i started on a on a monday and it was six days a week you know it was kind of annoying because i had my truck down and in, in uh, my truck was getting engine work in in uh wisconsin and then after that engine work engine appointment it had a uh, alignment appointment so it was gone the whole month of april mm-hmm. and then i get it back for may which is kind of like when it starts getting nice where you can start doing yard work and yeah. and projects at home and I got to get this truck ready for right for hauling so I'm I'm at the shop 6 days a week you know um well this this year was almost 4 weeks um you know I, I have a cousin that's a mobile welder or whatever and so he comes every spring we usually have a week together he's either fabricating or or fixing or you know fixing stuff or moving stuff whatever you know whatever Mm -hmm. kind of projects i come up with and then there's you know just the the, i gotta grind all you know anywhere where there's rust i grind it all off repaint it and then uh 
typically the last thing I do is the polishing, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Huh. And then when you were, uh, okay, those middle school days and whatever else you're helping your dad, is it you were just doing the wheels and the just tanks? Just doing the wheels and tanks. Yeah, I was okay. just polishing at that point. So that's kind of where I learned how to how to polish or whatever. And, and um, it never it never really actually left me because I, ever since, <clears throat> you know, I was that was before I was driving, obviously. But mm-hmm. after that, I always was like, you know, uh, how could I make this shiny? So all my vehicles were probably... You, you know, over the years, you probably noticed maybe oh, yeah. a little cleaner than the average. Right. And that's kind of where I came from that, you know, I don't know. I just love uh, making something look where you, you look twice at it or whatever, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, my, my one exposure to it, I had, I don't know if you remember a black 85. I, yep. Chevy in, in in Dickinson there, and uh, when I bought it, it was you know sitting in a corner of a gravel lot, just dustier than ever. Yeah, uh, and I can't remember if it was you or Robert or both you guys gave me the tips on on do this first, this first, then this, and yeah. whatever. It was unbelievable! Like yeah. it wasn't a spotless truck. There was rust here, a little but bit of rust there, but it made it sh- pop right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, holy crap! You take this thing that's like eh, I don't know about that sitting in the corner of a gravel lot to just you could beautiful yeah. yeah yeah uh and again it wasn't showroom ready but for right. me it was everything i wanted you know? right like, yeah uh, so that i can appreciate that for sure but it takes a i mean i don't i don't remember how long i spent out there doing that more than i ever would have before and more than i ever have since you know? right yeah uh and it'll bring you know, probably four hours or something compared to anything you've done right but yeah uh i can appreciate that but i never would have thought of that when you uh do it once in the spring from that on it's just maintenance at that point yeah it's it's like yeah wash it and then like you know like right now i think this is my fifth week fifth fourth or this is my fourth week so typically about six weeks um the the wheels they kind of you know you get 11 axles they the back axles start to get a little sandblasted on the outside lip of the wheel so mm-hmm. i'll go and do like a touch-up like a hand polish i take like an sos pad and and just hit the the outside lips of the wheels where they get real hit hard and then i'll just hit it with a quick hand polish and then usually i finish the season out like that hmm. but that that you know that project would be a i could probably um because you do the sosing while you're washing it so it's just part of the wash i guess and then the polishing you just i could probably rip around the truck in in an hour hour and a half maybe mm-hmm. just give everything a quick hand polish and it's i don't understand how how the polishes work but you know it obviously it doesn't make any sense. You just rub a little polish on the, on the aluminum and all of a sudden it's just got a bright, you know, finish, you know, just a lot of clarity in it. And you could, I mean, it's like a mirror, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it takes like the oxidation out of the aluminum, but I just don't understand the, the chemical process of it, but right. But it, um, yeah. So it's typically that's once a year I'll in the summer, I'll do that. And then if I finish the season out and, yeah pretty much just let it go in the winter do you remember why uh or not why when you were doing it in middle school you said you didn't enjoy it but did, what, at what point did you start appreciating it well i i um i'd always see my dad on the road obviously in his you know in his truck and yeah. you know you'd see see him go by and you're like you know i, I did that or you yeah. know we did that hmm. and a lot of people noticed it too you know that he you know obviously all the the truckers that he'd see on the road or at the mill or whatever obviously noticed it and they're like how do you how do you do it you know and he's right. like oh, my boy helps me you know yeah but so then actually i started getting calls from other people to go help them do theirs you know yeah. at a young age or whatever and, <laughs> yeah. and uh at the time it was it was uh you know 
it was fun to go go do it you know any like when you're that age you're not driving it may do it making a little bit of money is 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 fun you know yeah and to be good at something right yeah right yeah because yeah. how old were you i mean uh, i would i couldn't re- i couldn't give you an exact age i mean if i had to guess i was probably seventh grade maybe i don't know is that 13 how old are you yeah something grade? like that yeah yeah uh so through this whole process a lot of what i've learned is a lot of people in their lives have something that they're really excited about uh or really good at or spend a lot of time at and it stems back to uh you know a lot of times it's experience with a dad or experience with their mom or something like that right or, or somebody else saying boy you're really good at this or whatever it is uh do you have a and for whatever reason that sticks with them for that that's really important to them uh, it sticks with them. It helps identify who they are or whatever. I don't know how you exp- describe it. For, it's different for different people, but do you have that for you? Like, did your, did, was your dad really like, boy, Frank, you're really good at this or just through other comments or something he, like he that? Had, or, yeah. He, he wasn't one to tell you that, but he, he did make, you know, comments like that, you know, at yeah. a young age that, you know, you know, maybe I'll just go grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do the wheels, you know? <laughs> And then, yeah, I mean, I, and obviously I was, I was, I think my entire life I was just fascinated with trucks, you know, cause yeah. I've been around them with my dad or whatever. I just loved big trucks, you know, yeah. and then, and then it turned into big shiny trucks, you know, and then, yeah, that's never really left me, you know? Yeah. I've always pretty much my whole, most of my adult life, that's what I've done is, is trucking in some form, you know, right. I did a little stint, uh, you know, doing work over rigs in the oil fields, but yeah, um, I was still, you know, I'd come up here and I'd go haul a load of wood or, or whatever just to get it out of my system you know it never it never left my hmm. it was always in the back of my mind you know and that's the whole reason i went out there was to to um save up money and and uh come back here and buy a, a log truck that that was my my dream i guess since i was a, a little kid you know hmm. but i went out there on a on a two-year plan you know and yeah <laughs> stretched it out to about six and a half but right we had fun doing it yeah for sure no it's interesting it's uh i think a lot of it does it, it seems like it's got to right what was dad into uh i'm just thinking like for my son we always talk about deer and bucks and go and look for bucks yeah and, right yeah you know go drive around and he'll see see a doe and he'll go buck you know and yeah just be pumped you know and yeah glassing for bucks everything you know so not saying he will be that way but you picture it and it's very likely that in 15 years he'll be just as pumped as i am about it right right but, um Whereas we're not necessarily talking trucks as much. He probably just doesn't, you know what I mean? It's just, what are you exposing them to or what are they into? Right. Yeah. If if, if you're, if as a dad, if you're excited about it, naturally your kids are most likely going to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was true for you. That's what it came from. Your dad, initially your dad's exposure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I would say it came from him. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't like a, um, a real particular guy either. You know yeah. I mean? I, I guess he was and and i'm i'm the same way i guess like a selectively particular yeah. you know <laughs> you know yeah but forrester research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing 63 percent said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer if you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and back-end solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. 
They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Yeah, because you could see it being where if somebody is that way there, it's in everything. Their lawn is cut perfectly. Their yeah. clothes are folded perfectly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're whatever, everything, every part of their life is that way. Yeah. Uh, whereas. I, if I had more time, it would be that way. But it's just, you know. Yeah. You can go my my, my house at any given day and the lawn is not cut perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's probably kids' toys everywhere in the yard. And, yeah. But. Yeah. So then what was it like then? Uh, or I'm just thinking about the timeline for you. Did you start, I mean, what age can you start trucking and did you start at that age and, and how did that play out? Yeah. So I guess when I worked, when I went to work with my dad, you know, he would be on the loader in the woods and I would just, you know, there, there's a lot of times where you, you grab a load and then there's a little bit, a few cord or whatever left over. So the next hmm. time you come, you got to grab that pile and move to the next one or whatever. So hmm. I would be moving the truck you know from pile to pile in the woods and then at the at the shop when i'd be working with them i'd back it into the shop or move it out of the shop turn it around whatever we were doing and then you know uh eventually that turned into uh <laughs> i guess i'm not sure what i'm allowed to say on here yeah. but but i i did drive truck before i was 18 just you know well obviously wasn't legally maybe a little different times back then but right um but i did get my cdl when i was 18 like out of high school, I I I just assumed I wasn't going to be trucking until I was 21, so I didn't really have a plan. Yeah. And um I ended up getting a job at where my dad works running running a, a forwarder or whatever. Um like the fall after I graduated and and I I did that until like I think my my dad's um good buddy he called me and asked me if I'd come drive for him. Well, I didn't have a CDL. So I, it's kind of funny. My, I, I went, my dad said, well, you go to the secretary of state and get that, get that book. And I'll just, I'll just rip out all the pages that you don't need, you don't need to read or whatever. And so I got the book and, and, uh, I, you know, he, he went through and ripped out. I, I remember him just ripping pages out of the book. You ain't going to need any of this. No, yeah. Just read that. Huh. So I read that and I went and took tests and sure enough, I passed and I was never really good at taking tests. Yeah. But, and then when you like, it's kind of like with a CDL, you can, you can get your permit and then, um, like you could literally go take the road test the next day. You okay. Know? It's not like your driver's license where you got to have a permit for what, six months or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I, I went and, and, um, Jesse already had had the log truck. It was just sitting at his shop. So I just, and I had obviously been around, you know, driving them, you know, not really putting it, you know, driving anywhere far or whatever, but a lot of backing into the shop and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I went and jumped in his truck and I just was, there's a road that went by there, like a gravel road down to a gravel pit. So I was just driving, I'd back that thing all the way into the gravel pit. It was kind of a winding road and then I'd drive it out. Hmm. And then um, I want to say it was the, I did that for a couple of days and then, you know, just practice what I would say for like the pre-trip or whatever. And, and, um, then I think it was after two days, I, I, we scheduled the road test and I, I took that log truck and that's what we, that's what I took the road test down, down in Marquette or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I actually did pretty well, um, on the pre-trip. I remember him saying the only, he said, 
wow that was that was really good he said but you forgot to tell me that the fuel to check if the the caps are tight on the fuel tanks and i was like hmm i guess yeah it didn't didn't even cross my mind but yeah then we we hit the road and and uh i remember actually um it was kind of funny i during the road test he's in marquette it's a it's a divided highway so you got these these little turnouts where you can do a u-turn you know yeah and uh, these log trucks have a very long wheelbase so he's like all right we're gonna we're gonna do a u-turn here and i and i remember um i remember i don't know if my dad did a video for tv6 like explaining just to make an awareness video or whatever um he just did it was just a video of him doing a u-turn on one of these on this on us 41 so he Hmm. um you have to with a log truck you have to basically you're in the you know your your slow lane mm-hmm. and you end up in the slow lane on the other side so when you do a u-turn that's you know yeah it's basically the whole highway to, to do it and this guy's like all right we're gonna do a u-turn here and i'm like uh i'm just letting you know i'm gonna have to be in the outside lane or you know the outside lane to to make that And he's like no you won't you'll be fine i was like no i'm telling you and obviously what, what would i know i'm 18 you know right. he's not gonna he's not gonna argue with me right. the guy was older so he's probably been doing these cdl tests for 30 years or whatever so yeah he's not gonna listen to me so i i, I was like all right whatever so i pulled into the turn lane and you know turned out and i was waiting for traffic to clear and then i just i just went and i, I remember just going across that highway and pointing r- right at the ditch like yeah. we weren't even close i was like i told you right i told you we weren't gonna make it and he's yeah. like huh maybe i should have listened yeah. <laughs> so there we are shimmying this thing back and forth the pup is getting all tangled up in the in the back of the truck and there's yeah. traffic stopped right and then you know we got it going and i was like i told you it was not gonna work my right. dad I, my dad did a video on yeah. this maybe you should have <laughs> watched the news <laughs> <laughs> oh unreal so then you passed that and you got I, right I, to trucking then i right passed away, that and i i went right to trucking that next week yeah okay. I, I think um my dad actually i think it was i think that might have been on a friday my dad um came and rode with me that saturday and we went and and um did like a you know he rode with me me and jesse went out to a job or whatever and my dad was with us and you know i obviously had a loader experience with the forwarder but every every control is is on the opposite joystick hmm. and then like the forwarder has buttons for the open and close of the bucket and and then you know like you swing you swing the boom with the joystick where a log truck you're swinging you have a foot pedal okay so it was it was like starting over you know so it took me a long time to hmm. get the controls out. and i only ran forwarder probably for three four or five months or something yeah but it was long enough to you know i, I think somebody who had never touched ran, ran a loader before would have been better off than me you know you're just trying to get those controls out of your out of your head or whatever but right but yeah i went and went and basically i think i just ran one saturday and then i think we just may and may it might have been a couple days I, I can't remember for sure you know but um yeah pretty much went right into trucking then yeah and it was it was it was like the I think that was like the say february of 2008 so i i turned 19 i guess in in, in april of that mm-hmm. year but uh, and you were driving for somebody else or whose truck yeah yeah i was what? driving for my dad's buddy yeah okay yeah he had he had bought a second truck and the driver didn't work out and yeah he must have been def- desperate or whatever so <laughs> hired me an 18 year old and i'm thinking i costed him quite a bit of money because the you know obviously learning it's there's a lot of stuff you can break and it don't take much to break it and it, you know yeah just but 
yeah, it, that's what got me going, I guess. And then, yeah. How many years did you do that then before you went out to North Dakota? So I would say probably four and a half because I moved to North Dakota in September of 2012. Okay. So yeah, about four and a half years, I'd say. And then went out to North Dakota and. Yeah. And when you went out there, were you, I mean, you're driving out west thinking, hey, I'm going to go buy a log truck or that was kind of just in the back that's, of your that's mind? That's why. I, yeah. Well, I, I think. Well, it was kind of the the log trucking wasn't doing too well up here. I actually got laid off in, okay. in uh, that summer or whatever because it was just the fuel prices were really high and the rates weren't you know good and mm-hmm. a lot of people were struggling or whatever and and um, so I, I if I remember right that I was like when I come back I'm gonna buy my own truck you know yeah and I I, I was figuring I was gonna do that in two years yeah and uh, but I actually. Um, I guess I, I was kind of, when I, you know, I, I fell in love with it out there, I guess you could say. And, and, uh, I was just good with, with, uh, living out there and I just kind of totally forgot about why I was out there, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, when my, when my dad passed, that's kind of what, what got that going again. I was like, you know, I, no, I really want to go home, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I had, you know, regained focus or whatever and, and, uh, figured out how to do that. Yeah gave you that yeah that regain focus like you said hey that purpose or reminded yeah, you yeah, of why you wanted yeah, to come back yeah, or whatever hey? yeah yeah so then basically yeah that was july of 2016 i guess and um july 18th or whatever and, and um i was gonna i was gonna move back um well it's kind of funny because i i was like you know i've been out here for four almost four years i guess at the time mm-hmm. and i was like i haven't even worked towards my goals i just been you know you mm-hmm. know i was out there single for a year or whatever and you know buying toys snowmobiles trucks whatever that kind of stuff you mm-hmm. know any any kid that age would do and then um not saving any money and you know carrying a pretty good debt load probably and and uh i was like i i literally like to move back home right now i'd have to sell stuff mm-hmm. like that's just what am I thinking? What am I doing? You know? Right. So that's, that, that, that was kind of irritating that I, you know, I'd have to do, I was in no better position after four years than I was when I went out there. And I was like, this is just dumb. You know, yeah. what am I doing? So I, um, I think I, I sold that pickup I had bought from you mm-hmm. and then, um, the money I got from that, I put it away. And then for basically a year, I just laser focused on every last penny trying to, save up money and and there was just always something hospital bills or there there, it just you know it just seemed like it was never going to happen and and uh then i was my plan was like to move you know like like um that spring you know i decided after you know after my dad passed all right we're gonna we're gonna figure it out over the winter and and, uh and we're moving in the spring you know Mm -hmm. and um it ended up ended up um spring rolled around and and i was like man like moving and starting a business i don't know i i you know just don't it ain't gonna work it ain't Mm -hmm. gonna happen it started to it started to become real that it ain't gonna happen and and me and my wife were in florida for a spring i don't know a spring trip or whatever and and um one of my old bosses from out there had had texted me he just texted me a picture of a of a uh a truck you know Uh it was a an old older uh kenworth just a tractor you know and he said 
he said, this is that, uh, you know, the, the guy that did all his mechanicing that I got to know while I was out there. It was at his shop, and one of the guys was just dumping it, unloading it. And it was it was very cheap for a truck, you know. I was It was less than half of what I spent on most of my pickups. Yeah. So I was like, huh, maybe we'll just start up out here, you know. Huh. Maybe that's because I sure wasn't going to be able to buy a, a log truck with, with what I had, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I've gotten loans bigger than that for pickups, so mm-hmm. <laughs> should be no problem, right? Walk into the bank and they leave with a check, go get your truck and find a trailer and go to work. Well, it was definitely not that. It was, uh, it was, um, I, I, I just couldn't believe. It. I mean, but I, I guess out there, there a lot of banks had gotten burnt with, sure. you know, with the boom and bust kind of stuff. They just, you know, everybody. I don't know what they, well, I don't know what people do out there, but they definitely didn't do the banks right anyway sure and uh so it was quite the process to get a very small business loan um but i ended up getting it with lots of all my old vehicles motorcycle i think even my wife's car Hmm. i had you know gave those titles to the bank Mm -hmm. plus the truck the title to the truck and then um i got the loan and then the my banker actually knew an accountant or whatever or no he he said hey i got a buddy that's got a trailer that's sitting in the weeds you could probably hmm. either buy or or lease that and and um here's his number so i went and met with him and and uh he said yeah the trailer's out you know 20 miles south of town i can't remember where exactly but mm-hmm. so i went and looked at it and i was like yeah or i'll i'll definitely take that and i ended up just you know leasing it for a year well and this guy happened to be an an accountant or whatever too Mm -hmm. so he's actually still my accountant today but Hmm. um so i ended up um getting that trailer and then probably i know that the very first day out with the truck was the day my dad died a year so it was it was july 18th of 2017 that was my first day hauling with the truck and unreal so and actually the company is you know dmh transport it's it's his uh initials or whatever yeah so yeah was that a crazy feeling driving your own yeah truck? yeah it, it definitely was yeah and i mean we were all in when we finally got that because you got to buy all the hoses and there's just a lot of equipment that you that you needed not just a truck and a tank you know to, yeah. to get the job done out there and then so and i was working at savannah or you know or working on the rigs while i um was getting all this going and then once i finally got it um ready to go to work that's when i i quit my job or whatever and yeah and a year to the day a year yeah it was exactly a year to the day that i got that got that rolling i guess and it was not it didn't it didn't go as you know i was planning on being up here in a log truck but right that uh was a much much cheaper option i guess yeah or it it seemed like it was going to be at the time but yeah um uh, yeah that's unreal you were and then you were hauling oil or why i was hauling water like okay. the, the wa- like the the oil comes up and there's like the salt water or whatever that comes up with it right i would most of the work i did was pulling the water out from you know all the well sites and bringing it to a disposal where they put it back in the ground or whatever mm-hmm. and then i do a lot of service work where you bring water to a rig or take fluids from a rig or you know uh, whatever but mm-hmm. did you ever haul oil did you get in i that? did i did yeah i actually for the guy for uh the guy who sent me this truck yeah my old boss i did haul oil for him for 
I would say a couple of years anyway. Okay. And what was it like? Uh, okay. You started your own thing. Was it pretty easy to make contacts and get business or what's yeah, that? Yeah. Well, it was actually, it actually, I guess it was my, that my boss was, you know, he had all the connections Okay. and actually when I got going, I just, I didn't, um, we just put the truck, he helped me out big time because basically we just put the truck under his insurance like it was his and then mm-hmm. this company that he was contracted to you weren't allowed to have subcontractors sure so i was in quotations his employee mm-hmm. working for him right but you know i was actually an owner operator right and i <clears throat> i did that for a, um i think i did that till september of of um that year so i only did it for a couple months and then i was like all right you know finally i got some checks rolling in and, and got some money and uh, i was like all right i think this company is actually catching on to what we're doing here so mm-hmm. i was getting a little nervous that they were going to find out and then i was going to ruin everything i had you know mm-hmm. but because i had a pretty good thing going with you know pretty good uh, relationship with them because i had dealt with them before when i was working for him so they, they remembered me from from that time so all the dispatchers mm. and stuff um remembered who i was so they and they you know i think i i left on a good note because they 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 were uh, fired up that i was back yeah and then so i had to come clean with them and say uh so i actually don't work for colt i mm-hmm. was wondering if i could get a contract with you guys and they're like yeah we've it's almost like they had bets on it you know right. that, that <laughs> i wasn't working for them and uh so yeah they got me a contract and then i i had to get like a dot number and insurance and uh, you know just all the stuff that you required to drive a truck down the road and it took about a month to set all that up and and a lot more money you know yeah uh, i would have never been able to pull it off like right out of the gates yeah um i don't think without the help of colt you know so it Hmm. and then once we once we uh got that all situated i think october was when i was finally like my you know i actually had my name on the side of the door because we had you know his company name on the side of the door because we didn't want the company knowing that mm-hmm. I was a, uh, actually an owner operator, you know, but right. Huh. So he helped me out big time. And yeah, so October of 17, I guess I really felt like I was on my own then, you know? Yeah. Is that the same truck you ran the whole time you were out there? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and when you, I'm picturing this trailer that was stuck in the weeds and this other truck, was it dirtier than ever? Did you? Yeah, it was, yeah, it, 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 it was kind of funny. Usually when you, you buy something and you sell it, it'd probably look better when you bought it. And yeah. my, my, my stuff's typically the opposite, <laughs> you know, you won't even recognize it was the same truck, but yeah, but yeah, it, um, and I do have, I do, obviously I have a picture of the very first, you know, me hooking the trailer up to the mm-hmm. truck. And I took a picture of it and then I have a picture of it the day I sold it and you would probably wouldn't guess it was the, the same truck, you know? Hmm. So then you, for those, you know, all the times of hooking that or getting that truck set up and that half of that was cleaning it and buffing it and polishing it too or no, or did you? No, no. I, I like when I, when I got it, when I got it, um, going to, I guess I would say most of it was getting all the hoses and, okay. and all the clamps and every all the safety equipment you need in the truck and the trailer and stuff and trying to figure out what you need you know mm-hmm. and then uh, obviously i wasn't going to go to work with a with a with without shiny wheels so i i didn't uh shine all the wheels up and stuff but the you know like the paint on the truck was flat white there was no no gloss to it whatsoever so it kind of looked kind of funny it was just a a flat white truck with shiny wheels you know but, yeah but yeah i think um when, during that month that I had off when I was actually getting all 
you know, a DOT number, all the all the stuff to actually have a legit business or whatever. Um, that's when I had I had a lot more time on my hands, so that's when I actually buffed the whole cab out and hmm. really made it, you know, mm-hmm. my own, I guess, or whatever. But yeah. Side note: Do you do a bunch of interior cleaning as well, or is that more? Yeah, just kinda... I would say I would say it's more on the outside because nobody sees the inside. But I do keep a clean, you know, typically a pretty clean inside of a truck yeah okay and then you know like that particular one i mean i i think just about everything that could have been chrome was you know had, had it all uh yeah blinged out in there but yeah um okay so then but you did that for a couple of years enjoyed that but then it was still towards that end goal of getting back up here yeah and and we were actually um once i had gotten that going it was going really well and i was like this is um i don't mind this work at all and i, uh-huh. I really don't hate north dakota right um, so I started thinking, um, I don't, we were, we were actually looking at buying houses. So, mm-hmm. um, I, and I remember one of the loggers from up here had texted me, Hey, you ready to come haul wood yet? And I was like, ah, not quite yet. And this is, it's kind of funny. Cause it was like two weeks before I decided that I was done. You know, I, <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, a little bit like sometimes I just do things like right now i don't even hardly think about it you know yeah and i was um i remember it was a saturday and it, it was kind of a week where the, you know like this company they have like their you know their safety people that are running around making sure you're you're doing uh you know like wearing your hard hat and your safety glasses and your your gas monitor and and when you're hooking up your hose you're hooking a ground up and cam locks chalk blocks everything all the safety stuff that they require for you to to haul for them you know <laughs> And uh, so I was, I kept, they were trying to figure out like, how is this kid moving 14 loads a day? You know, so they're constantly, yeah, um, you know, following me around, spying on me or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, they just roll up when I'd be in a disposal and just make sure everything was done right. And it always was, you know, for the right. most part. And, but they were trying to figure out what I was, what I was doing. You hmm. know? And <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I was doing everything that they required just not in the, the order that they required it you know yeah the first order of business when you pull on site is to hook the hose up and get it pumping then you go and hook everything else up right so when they roll up they're like oh yeah he's got everything he's all yeah. in order well anyway so so obviously they were i would say they were on to me but yeah they, they never they never caught me in the act and in this particular week that i ended up just deciding to bag it um it was like four times that it was, they- it was like third i think it might have been the third time and it was a saturday and i i just remember like I might have, I might have lost my cool with him this time because it was the same guy. You yeah. Know? And I don't remember what was said or whatever, but at the end of it, we were, you know, we we hashed it out. We were good. I just was frustrated, and he understood. And uh, I I remember right after he left, I had called my wife and I said, I said, so and so has been been texting me about hauling wood again. This this haul this log truck thing has been a roller coaster ride now for about six years. You know. Yeah. Or over six years. And, um, it was obviously the original, the original plan. And, and, uh, I call, I said, I said, I just got my third safety audit and I lost it on the safety guy. I said, I, I can't, I, you know, this, it's just, it's like a mind game. I, I can't, I can't play the politics of the oil field anymore. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's driving me nuts. Hmm. So I said, what do you think about a log truck? She's like, you know, she's got friends out here. We're kind of settled in. We're planning on buying a house and she, you know. She doesn't really want to leave anymore either. And right. I'm like, she's like, well, 
I guess if that's if that's what you want to do, I'll support it. I said, okay, so I can I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put the truck for sale like like right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I I hung up the phone with her and there was this other truck coming into the disposal. And I, I um I flagged him down. I said, Hey, do you guys need any trucks? He's like, Oh no why? I was like, I'm selling this one. He's like, Oh really? Well let me get hooked up. I, I want to take a couple pictures of it and send it to my boss. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, did sent it to his boss. Then his boss contacted me. Well, his boss happened to use the same shop that I did for all the maintenance. And uh, he he said his boss wanted to talk to Jerry, the the owner of the shop, mm-hmm. about about um, my truck because you know all the maintenance records were there. What what kind, what you know the history on the truck or whatever. Right. And uh, so he he uh, ended up saying you know he's gonna talk to him on monday or whatever and i said all right no problem you know but in the in the meantime i was like i'm still listing it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wait so i i ended up listing it like that that i think it was like it towards the end of my shift when i got that last safety audit and i i think i, I ended up listing it that evening when i went home and and uh, i woke up to emails and texts and you know all kinds of stuff and i was like holy man hmm. and, and a lot of it was tire kickers that's pretty typical yeah but so I was responding and sending more pictures and, and calling people and whatever. And, and the, uh, none of it was really going anywhere. And we had this like two week vacation plan. This was in December and my brother was in the Marines. So we were going to his graduation in San Diego for the week. And that was with my family. And then we flew out of Minneapolis to go there. And then her family was in Minneapolis. So we were going to spend Christmas with them. <clears throat> so this is all, this is, we were, this vacation starts on, uh, we're leaving for Minnesota on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I put the truck for sale on Saturday, and and um, I ended up, you know, over the course of the weekend, I I was like, well, I guess worst case scenario, I'll we'll go on vacation, we'll go out, you know, to California, do all that stuff, and then uh, when I come back, I'll bring you guys, you know, to the in-laws, and then I'll shoot back out west and maybe finalize the deal if that's if that's what it, you know. I was thinking that was best case scenario, you mm-hmm. know? and. Uh, I ended up getting a phone call on Sunday and, and that phone call was a guy who ended up, he bought it. Hmm. He bought it uh, sight on scene or whatever. And it was like his 50th truck. So it wasn't like it was, you know, it was end of the end of year. So he probably needed a write off or whatever. So he, right. and he paid cash for it. He handed me huh. everything in, in, in hundred dollar bills. Right. So that was the most amount of cash I ever held. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't but know. yeah. So, so the truck was sold that Monday and we left for Minnesota on Tuesday, and I'm just like, holy man, we are moving. Yeah. But now I have to find a truck before the end of the year, or that's, you know, income. Right. So I'm like, you know, I think I sold the truck on December 13th, so I don't, you know, with with the holidays, you don't have a whole lot of time. So my vacation didn't really feel like a vacation when we were out in California, because I was also looking for a vehicle, because I had a two-wheel drive pickup out there that I, you, you, didn't need, you didn't really need a four-wheel drive. Right. So I was like, shoot, I got to find something. So I found something in California and then it, and, and I found a log truck while I was out there too. So when I got back, my uncle was out there too. And he, he drove this Yukon I bought out there back. Hmm. And then when we flew back, I basically, we got, I think we touched down in Minneapolis at 11 o'clock and I, um, dropped the kids off or we went, we went to the in-laws. I went to bed and me and RV, my father-in-law left at like. I want to say like four in the morning or something to get here for for the bank to open and mm-hmm. then i got some money wired to the bank 
got like the VIN number for the truck and got it open an account and all that stuff. And, and then uh, once we got everything approved and ready to go, or I could just push a button and wire this guy the money, I went and looked at the truck because I didn't want to drive to the truck to say, yeah, I'll buy it to come back and do, mm-hmm. I didn't have time. So I ha- everything had to be ready to go. And I went down there and looked at it and naturally it, it wasn't, you know, I found out like, you know, like th- on the way down there, um, I decided to call the shop that he did all his work. And mm-hmm. he said that the truck had been, the motor had been overhauled six months prior. So I was like, oh, it's got a, it's got a new motor. And then he said he was having issues with a tranny with the tranny in the truck so it was in there getting a new tranny put in it so i i decided to call this this shop owner or whatever and ask him about the truck and he's like yeah um i said so he said this thing was overhauled in march and he's like nah it wasn't overhauled Hmm. he said i mean it it had a lot of work but it was definitely not a full in-frame overhaul Mm -hmm. and i was like you gotta be kidding me you know and then i was like oh but you guys are putting a tranny in it right now right and he's like uh no (laughs) No, we ended up just putting a new shift tower in it. I was like, oh, well, he told me you guys put a new tranny in it. And I'm just like, I'm not even to the truck yet. I'm already like, you got it. You know, and I, at this point, I'm like, I'm probably going to have to just make it work. But I was just very frustrated, you know. Right. But you can't, there's just very, there's a lot of dishonest people out there, I guess. But yeah. So I get there, I look at the truck, check it all out. And I'm, well, you know, it's a, it's a, actually it's, the same model and year as the truck I had in North Dakota, you know, it was a 2006 huh. Kenworth. And so at the time it was a, basically a 15 year old truck. So, you know, that's in truck, in truck, in the truck world, that's a pretty old truck. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of 15 year old problems going on underneath with stuff. And I just was like, you know what, I'll, I'll fix it. I guess I'll, I'll, uh, so I took it. I, I was able to get him down on the price obviously, cause I called him out on the, on the overhaul and he tried to show me like the paperwork. And I was like, I talked to Dan. Like mm-hmm. he told me he, he didn't overhaul it, so you don't don't even bother. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't even know why you're trying to lie to me, you know. But I I got the truck and and um, I basically moved it, or we you know this was on the east end, you know, Gladstone Escanaba area. So I moved it up here. I parked it at a, at a at a shop up here, and and then I was like, okay, we got to move now. Yeah. And in the meantime, my uncle Calvin was, was uh, just getting into town with my Yukon. So I was like, we're not, I canceled the moving truck. I was like, we're just going to buy an enclosed trailer, load all our stuff in it and uh, move it up here mm-hmm. and then sell the trailer. You know, it'd probably, it'd be cheaper than a, than a, than a moving truck, you know? So I, that's exactly what we did. We went, I went to, you know, back to Minnesota for Christmas and stuff. And then we went out there and then naturally the day we get out there, it's like the biggest snowstorm out there, you know, mm-hmm. although all the interstates are closed and I had a few trailers I wanted to go look at or whatever or buy and uh but i couldn't couldn't go nowhere so i ended up buying a new one in town hmm. at the i can't remember the name of the the dealership but it was in dickinson there yeah when you uh when you the, okay so the guy texted you said let's get out of the lot or do you want to come back and drive log truck and you're like no not interested and then within two weeks you were you i were was all there. of a sudden interested yeah <laughs> uh is that it's, it's funny like prior to him texting you like was that text just the seed that made that happen do you think or was it i you know it, it could have been i mean it's always been in the back of my mind that's what i wanted to do you yeah know? but um it could very well i'm sure it influenced that deci- decision you know because i yeah. knew i had work up here anyway right what about uh like once you okay he texted you at first like no 
and then you start thinking about it you sleep on it whatever now you're getting interested the, the safety guy like w- would you have found a different reason if it wasn't for him i, you know I don't I, mean? I don't think so it, it was getting pretty bad you know i okay. was like i was getting i was just getting pretty fed up with being uh babysat you know and yeah. it's, it's not like i'm their employee i'm, I'm an independent contractor so why are we mm-hmm. i get it if i'm having a bunch of spills or you know that kind of stuff having a bunch of issues out there they ask yeah, yeah you probably should be figuring out what he's doing you know but mm-hmm. i i had that i had no spills or nothing i, I was a fortunate i i wouldn't say i did everything right but i i didn't have any incidents you know so yeah. why are we auditing me you know yeah but but no, that that was definitely like i think that just it was that was the only week that had been you know i'd usually see him once a week here or there but that time it was three times and i could see him when i hooked up i could see him across the field <laughs> and i know he was looking at me in binoculars so i was already you know irritated when he rolled up and yeah and uh yeah that was that was what pushed me over the edge and that's when i was just like i'm done yeah and then so it was kind of a whirlwind it was just it was a it was a crazy december because we ended up december 11th i decided to sell the truck and in it by december 31st we were up here had a place to live had a log truck and we're totally out of north dakota so and in in that time we had our california and minnesota two-week vacation so i didn't have a whole lot of time to but no ended up making it happen i guess yeah no because you can see a world where okay like you, the seeds planted and then you're saying let's go like in, yeah. internally and then somebody looks at you funny you're like yeah screw you i'm out of here you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you kind of make up the reason but it was actually a pretty frustrating yeah yeah it deal, was, yeah yeah okay and then when you were talking about going by the log truck it made me think of this time i don't know if i ever told you this story when i was living in dickinson i had this i ended up selling the 85 chevy bought a 97 chevy yeah uh and i wanted a toolbox for it and this guy had this toolbox on bizman for 100 bucks i was like man that looks nice and it's been on there for three months or whatever i'm like okay this thing's clearly not moving i text the guy i was like hey you got that toolbox sale he's like yeah i was like would you would you take 40 bucks for it and he said i'd hang on to it for that and for whatever reason in like when i was like eating supper reading it or whatever else i read it as like yes i'll take 40 bucks and so much so that i will hang on to you <laughs> hang on to it for for you <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like okay sweet i was like do you want to go check it out you know like he's like yeah meet me at these storage barns three and a half miles south of town <laughs> so i'm going there <laughs> I got my 40 bucks with me ready to go buy yeah. this thing, you know, and I get there and the, the, the springs on it aren't working quite right. The lock doesn't work. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend 40 bucks on this thing, you know? Yeah. And I ask him, I look, I was like, you know, look, the springs aren't working. The lock's not working. I said, would you take 30 bucks for it? And he looks at me, he's like, <laughs> looks at me a little sideways. Like, I guess I'd take 40. I'm like, man, this guy, he drives a hard bargain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like shoot you got me here's your 40 bucks you know and throw the toolbox on him drive away and it hit me i'm like that guy never was gonna even sell it to me for 40 you know oh Oh, i remember thinking afterwards that guy he's like i would not sell it to you for 40 so i'm like okay meet me down there and then i offer the guy 30 bucks he had to been like (laughs) (laughs) a joke yeah (laughs) He looks at me sideways. I guess I'd sell for forty. I think, and I'm he's hosing me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, a fun timeline to hear about. So then you, okay, you got all that whirlwind, and then you're up here. Uh, was it 
surreal, unreal, normal? What what did it feel like to come back? Yeah, here? I guess it didn't it didn't feel real until I actually started. I mean, it felt real, obviously, once we left. Like we we stuffed that. I bought, I think it was a twenty two foot, um, like a car haul or Vino's whatever it was a, it was a bigger trailer with the taller ceilings or whatever. And I mean, it was right to the roof. Yeah. And I was pulling it with a half ton Yukon, so it was. The Yukon was on the rubber. It was there was no suspension in the rear. You know, mm. I had a drop hitch on the Yukon that was upside down, hmm. so the trailer would at least be level. You know? Yeah, right. and it was. Uh, I remember jumping out of the. I mean, whatever didn't fit in that trailer went in the dumpster. That's uh, so we we threw a lot of stuff out or gave stuff away, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember hitting the interstate, and uh, you know that Yukon was struggling, but yeah. I just just put her to the floor and we got her up to speed and and i just remember you know i was at first i was a little little cautious because it was you know the the steering you know your you, that trailer is just it's just doing that wagging you know yeah. it's not it's not designed to carry that load i'm yeah i don't know what that trailer weighed but it was heavy yeah we um i remember we're going we're climbing this hill and starting to lose a little steam or whatever and the, this car you know the line of cars starts to go by and every time a car would get up to like the nose of that trailer that v-nose that wind would must have been pushing and hitting the side of that car because it would steer me into their lane hmm. so every, so eventually i got used to it and i'd be watching in the mirror as the cars were coming because i had it to the floor it wasn't going to go any faster mm-hmm. if it would go 80 i would just keep it at 80 but it, it just wouldn't you know so i'd just be ready and i'd just counter steer as soon as the car would get to the huh. get to the trailer and then uh yeah we ended up uh leaving dickinson with a full tank of fuel and we were empty by the time we got to bismarck so it was uh bismarck jamestown fargo <laughs> and i can't remember th- those are the for sure th- uh, fuel stops i remember but i mean it, the the best mileage i got was like 5.4 miles of the gallon so yeah. that thing was working yeah and but i was like you know what we're all in the same vehicle because i was thinking we were going to be in a move i was driving a moving truck and you know val would be driving or, or one of our cars and uh mm-hmm yeah, we were all in the same vehicle. Nobody was, you know, she's sitting in the back with the kids and, and you know, swerving back and forth, probably more nervous than I was. Eventually, I just, you know, you know how it is. You just get used to, you know, yeah. used to it being back there. So you're, you know how to react or whatever. But, right. But, yeah, so we moved up and, and uh, yeah, we got into our, our place up here on uh, New Year's Day or whatever. And then I had a few things I had to do with their truck or whatever. I had a shop, a local shop here in town that was kind of going through the truck, making sure everything was good while I was you know not in town or whatever mm-hmm. so I, they had been working on it for a couple of weeks and then i think I, I went out first day hauling i think it was a saturday i went out um on a saturday and uh brought a load down to quinnisec and that was uh like january 5th or something you know and yeah and i was uh i was like yeah we are doing it you know here we go <laughs> yeah and been doing it ever since eight hours yeah, four yeah. and a half five years ago or whatever it was that, eh? yeah i yeah. guess it'd be five years this this new year's i guess yeah and huh. uh, yeah that 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 old truck that i bought was ended up being a an absolute nightmare you know i mean it was it was just con- constantly breaking you know it was uh it, it almost got to the point where where it just became normal i was like just in my head when i left to go to work what's going to break today you know yeah. that's what it, that's what it was and and um the, then the bigger things the rear ends the trannies the lots of engine trouble uh t- tire just tires brakes i mean it was just non-stop hmm. and I, I i i battled it for about a year and a half and then i was like man i i this is this is out of control and i i 
you know, I, I'd always wanted to get a new truck, but they're, you know, they're a lot of money. It's like mm-hmm. a big step, you know? And, uh, I was like, oh, I should, I should probably look at either, either I got to get a new truck or I got to do something. Else. I can't keep going like this. Cause I mean, it was, it was that thing gave you know, gave us a real run for our money. And, mm-hmm. uh, a buddy of mine had a uh, cabin chassis. You know, that's how you, a log truck starts as a cabin chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's pretty much all custom built or whatever. He had a new cabin chassis that he had ordered that had showed up that the spring that I decided that I was going to be done. And uh, actually, no, but I, I was going to buy his, his two-year-old truck mm-hmm. he was going to build that and i was going to buy his two-year-old one well he had downsized his fleet that year so he had already sold two trucks so he couldn't sell that green one hmm. you know obviously or he'd probably get hammered on taxes so he said well i can sell this new one and i was thinking i was like yeah i'd rather have the new one actually so mm-hmm. i said could you build it for me if i if i bought it could you build it i'll drive your truck for you mm-hmm. keep things rolling for you and i keep my wood moving and you can build the truck and uh he said sure so that's what we ended up I ended up selling it uh, June of, um, what was it, 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, obviously everybody knew I had a lot of problems with my truck, but I was I was fixing everything. But um, I was like, man, this is going to be a hard truck to sell because people always see it on side of the road, you know. Mm-hmm. But I ended up, uh, it ended up going for, and I had a pretty high asking price on it because I had a lot of money into it. And that's that you know that that would cover you know down payment everything to get the new one so it was uh that's what had to happen to get into a new truck because i wasn't planning on getting a new truck until i had that one you know paid for or whatever but i just couldn't couldn't do it so yeah yeah 2020 we got our our brand new truck and now it's we're on easy street you know Hmm. that's what that's what i was thinking Mm -hmm. uh, it went good real good for the first six months and then the motor motor went Hmm. and then uh the motor went four times or three times. It went four times in two years. But, Unreal. But it was all covered under warranty. But the warrant, you know, your your your, your downtime is usually your biggest expense yeah. in that line of work. You know, but right. So I had twenty one weeks off in two years, just waiting for the truck to get done. And obviously, you know, with the COVID stuff, your parts aren't readily available. So the truck's sitting there waiting for injectors or mm-hmm. whatever whatever the parts it needs. So. I just wasn't doing nothing for those that time. You're just waiting for a phone call. The truck's done, you know. But right, right. But, huh. And having fun with it though. Still, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. No. And I, I never. I, I wouldn't. You know. I wouldn't take any of it back. I do. A, when when we uh, moved up here, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We were in a position to buy a new truck mm-hmm. when we moved up here, and um, but it's hard to, you know, like obviously a log truck is a lot more than what i was driving out there there's a lot more to it Mm -hmm. like probably four times the price and i didn't even have like i mean i had an idea but i didn't really know like if you could actually make money with it you know Mm -hmm. so uh, it's kind of hard to just jump jump in all both feet when you don't even know if it's going to work out so but hindsight if i would have just set up a new ordered a new truck continued to work in north dakota until that truck showed up and had it built I would have been way better off, but yeah. I, I do, you know, now that I have the new, well, it's three years old now. Um, now that I have the, have had the new truck, I, I do, um, I, I probably appreciate it more, you know, cause mm-hmm. I going through the, the struggles with that, that, you know, 15 year old truck. Um, and it gets you to, it gets you to really know a truck too, you know, you, you really get when, when everybody, I mean, I, I think just about everything 
<clears throat> had been touched at some point since I had the truck almost, you know, mm-hmm. the, with the suspension, the brakes, the tires, the wheels, the engine, tranny, rear, I mean, everything. Right. I went right, right. through it. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, quite the, quite the education, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, you learn to appreciate not having to do that then, you know? Yeah. Is there, uh, <clears throat> when I was thinking about you selling your oil or your North Dakota truck or you're selling that, that truck that had all those issues, I was thinking to myself that it's probably one of those deals where you had nothing but headaches, but by the time you sell it, you hope probably got just about through the headaches and it would have been just fine. Yeah. After that. <clears throat> and I, I kept, I still am in contact with the guy who bought my log truck. Yeah. Uh, it actually <clears throat> ended up burning. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, sh- I shouldn't, have. but it was a couple of years after I'd sold it. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. You know, three months later the truck burned. <laughs> I was just gonna say that you but, probably did all the work. Yeah, and, and it was perfect after yeah. that. But then no, and I don't burn yeah, it. Yeah, I think you know it was a good. I I would say you know like I talked to him for quite a bit after because he he was new to he like he never ran, he was a truck he was an owner operator like you know doing like the b-train like the flatbed stuff <laughs> and he he never ran a log truck before so you, with a log truck you kind of got to be a little bit you got to be an operator and a driver you know you got to load it and, sure. and drive it and um so he um he had, he didn't know not you know it's it's very easy to break anything on a log truck with that loader it's a big wrecking ball if you're you're not yeah. you know so you can you can definitely wreck wreck a lot of things loading it or not loading it properly or whatever and and uh but he, I, I mean, it's like, I remember like a year and a half later, I was like, the kid, he had pretty good luck with it. He said, everything I've, I've, um, done to it was self-inflicted. He would say, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. So it, it ended up being a good <clears throat> truck for him, you know, but hmm. I, I think, yeah, I mean, he, that's what he told me anyway. You know? Right. Right. But no, I guess what it got what, me thinking or go, you go. Oh yeah. yeah. But the truck, you know, like you, you hear, I am telling you about my truck. That's an absolute nightmare. It didn't look like a nightmare. Right. It looked like it was a nice looking truck by the time I was done with it, you know, cause I was obviously fixing up that side of it too, you know, mm-hmm. cause it, it didn't look like it did. It, it was kind of the same thing. It, it, it looked like a, just a, a normal truck. And then, you know, I, I guess I did my thing to it or whatever, but um so yeah you look at the truck and it look it doesn't look like a truck you'd have a lot of problems with you know but mm-hmm. so that's probably what sold it that's what i always say to people yeah well shine sells you know mm-hmm. yeah uh but no i thinking about all that is obviously you have a really good ability on like the cleaning and the maintenance and the whatever i mean the whole the whole side of it is would you ever want to like own a shop that does that or like a dealership or like a, or like a custom, uh, builder or like, uh, I mean, I'm trying to basically in my head, I'm thinking about the, either like the classic car world or the custom bodywork world or the whatever, there must be that within trucking. And would you ever want to do that? Like the, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't, I don't know that I, I say, I would say I enjoy driving the truck more than I do obviously cleaning it, you okay. know? but I enjoy driving the, the shiny truck around, I guess, right. you know, that's the, you know, that's the, um, the fun part for me, I guess. Cause a lot of people obviously ask me, Hey, you know, when you're done with your truck, you should come polish my wheels. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, <clears throat> by the time I'm done with my truck, I'm ready to go to work at, or, you know, I like, I have to go to work. So I, I don't mm-hmm. have uh but if I, if there was, I guess it would definitely be a, I wouldn't mind um, if this didn't work out. I would definitely maybe pursue something like that. But yeah. but I'm not like a, a builder. I would be more like the maybe a 
you know, like a polish shop or whatever, you know, you bring your truck in and polish the wheels, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not much of a, I'm not very like, I would say I'm more like a YouTube mechanic or, or, a yeah, not really a builder fabricator guy. I typically, I hire all that stuff out, you know, with, with, uh, right. My uh, trucks, but is there, would there be a market for that up like a polish shop? I would so, say, yeah, for sure. There would be up here. Yeah. Cause there's, there is, um, like places in Wisconsin, you know, that you can you just, you can actually just drop your whole truck off and they'll polish the thing out, you know, hmm. but I don't think there's, a, I, I guess I could be wrong, but I don't think there's any shops around here that, that do that, you know? Yeah. But, huh. but I, I, for sure there would be a market for it up here. I, I know there would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think you'd be more excited about doing that, having that shop and doing that? side of things or trucking trucking okay just because I, I i guess when you that's very dirty work yeah you know? yeah you're in a full you're in a full respirator hmm. full face respirator with you know because that's real noisy that or that the grinder spinning at um six thousand rpms it's very loud and it's you know like look at my hands you can see i still got cat blisters and stuff from holding i think it's real hot mm-hmm. and uh so it's it's a it's not like a a very fun job it is it's fun being done with it you know because mm-hmm. then you're like well oh, that looks that looks sweet you know yeah but but yeah i i'm not saying i wouldn't do it for a living but i i would rather drive a truck than than do that i guess okay and then what about i don't even know how to make sense of this is like there's this thing within the logging world how do you look at logging i guess is what on the surface what i'm trying to ask but like uh, it, I, I talked to this about Gary, with Gary a little bit is like, I think I did it is like, uh, you could put loggers in the same category as cowboys or something in a way. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to romanticize yeah. it. I do that in my own head. And then that you think in like 40 years, are you going to look back and be like, holy crap, look what we were doing. You know, obviously there'll still be logging in 40 years, but yeah. just how will it be different or whatever? You feel like you're on this kind of this unique space that not many people get to feel or yeah. even be a part of, uh, or even you could say like the the boom oil workers are on a similar level. There's just something unique space that it's like this moment in time you had to be there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you look back 40 years, like what they did 40 years ago compared to how we got it today. I mean, right. I'm driving in a air conditioned air ride. Like the truck that I drive probably rides smoother than my pickup. Mm-hmm. Air conditioned. Like I got it on easy easy street. So I can't imagine what it'd be in 40 years. But yeah, I would say like comparing to logging 40 years ago currently if if i were to look back yeah i, I would say it'd probably be something similar to that mm-hmm. but I, I guess i couldn't tell you for sure but yeah, yeah in 40 years it'd probably be all electric <laughs> right right but no you look okay so logging from 40 years ago or, or even 60 yeah, or whatever yeah. you know you're talking horses and this and that whatever right. it is right uh you look back at that and be like man those guys were unbelievable yeah you know and like call cool what a unique thing right uh, you, you don't th- you don't think about that for like an insurance agent you know what i mean like uh, <laughs> or a real estate agent or whatever right I, I, i'm just saying there's yeah. like this unique thing about it where you look back at it and there's something under this is this is the industry it. all the uneducated people end up <laughs> <laughs> no i wouldn't say that no it, i'm just kidding no but you you know, know, my teacher once told me um you know i was the kid staring out the window in class you know not right. paying attention um he said frank there ain't there ain't nobody in this world that's going to pay you to stare out a window. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Mr. Anila, I proved you wrong. <laughs> sure, I got to pay myself, but that's what I do. I stare out a window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's unreal. <laughs> oh. 
no, and I, I pick insurance agent or real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent, right? Just picking on ourselves in, in a way, right? But, uh, it, you know what I'm saying? It's just there's something about what you're doing that's different and it feels different and that in 40 years you'll look <laughs> back on it and I think you'll you'll look at it similarly to how we're looking at the loggers. Yeah, and I, and I would say comparing to like the rest of the, the trucking in this industry, you know, like log trucking, <clears throat> it's a lot more like... Um, the, the like we don't have like e-logs and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff that these over-the-road trucks these these long-haul truckers have you know where yeah. they're they're trying to race the clock or whatever i mean obviously we have to we have time you know we have time limits or whatever we mm-hmm. we gotta run a time card or whatever but but it's it's a lot more lax than the than your your typical long haul or mm-hmm. probably any any other because even oil field i was running an e-log out there right um like an electronic log book that was also my computer every emails came through it was my dispatch everything was dispatched through that computer mm-hmm. and this 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 industry is all i mean it's on on paper and phone calls and mm-hmm. just nothing like what the what the oil field was like you know right right no, I, yeah i don't know i'm just yeah you read books about loggers from the 50s or different firefighters i'm reading a book about a fi- firefighters over in the yeah early 1900s and stuff like that and you look back on those guys and you're just like holy crap you know unbelievable mm-hmm. and uh i feel like there's a few things left today that are similar and i'd say logging is one of them again even though okay, your ac it's smooth or whatever else it's still this different thing you yeah know, compared to what you're mm-hmm. standard role is but i was just curious like how many guys in the logging industry like is that a uh, is that a conversation that's had is that something that people I guess realize no, I, no i've never even thought of it like that i guess but okay no it's... when i say that does it make sense in a way or i, no? I guess yeah a little bit yeah just looking at it like you know my my role in trucking versus a you know like i, I have a few friends that do the, the over the road stuff and yeah it's a totally different world, I guess. It, comparing the trucking, you know, the <clears throat> trucking portion of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm lumping it all into one. The trucking, the guys yeah, the processors, yeah, yeah. the right, forwarders, right. whatever, the whole picture. Yeah. But. <clears throat> I guess, yeah, you could, I guess you could put it like that, I guess. I, I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, uh, I never really thought about it, I guess. Yeah. It's probably something where if you're in it, you're just, this is your day-to-day life. Yeah, you know, yeah, not, pretty much, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't... Uh, it's just, a, I guess it's just, a, I guess, you know what? It's kind of, it's, it's more of a, you know, like my job requires, it's not a 40 hour a week job. You know, it requires a lot of time. You miss out on a lot of fi- family time. I am home every night, but mm-hmm. there's sometimes I get home after the kids are gone to bed. So that I don't even, you know, there's, it, it, it sucks, but that's just, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the reality of it. But right. it requires a lot of time and uh, you, you definitely got to love it to do it, I would say. You know, yeah. it's not, uh, it can't just be, a, like for what I do, it can't just be a job, you know. No. It, you ain't going to go very far if it's just a job for you, you know. Right, you'll burn out pretty quick, eh? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, um, it comes with a lot of headache, a lot of stress, whatever, you know. But Yeah. But. Yeah. Is there, uh, I guess I got one last question on this. Do you have anything else we didn't cover, should have covered? No, is, I'm just curious if you something you recommend to other people. Like, is there a big market for it? And is it something that if somebody else is super fired up to get into log truck driving, is that something you'd recommend? I mean, I would, yeah, I guess I, I would, I would, rec- I guess, I don't know if I'd recommend it, but yeah, yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad job. You know, you pick your hours, you, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the places I deliver to are 24, 7, 365. Mm-hmm. So you can pick your own schedule. The nice thing is, is <clears throat> you can, um, say you're you're uh, gonna take some time i'll take a week off or whatever well you can uh 
I guess for me, it's it's loads. Other, you know, like a driver, if you're going to drive somebody's truck, it'd be hours. You can work more hours, you know, mm-hmm. to make up for your off time or whatever. You know, you can, right. where most people have a, or not most, I guess, but there, there are people that just have, you know, they get their 40 hours and that's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's no making up or whatever, you know, where I can um, pick and choose my own schedule, how much I want to work. Obviously, I have a minimum of what I have to work to survive or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of a, you know, even when I drove for people, you know, not just as a driver or whatever, um, I still kind of had my own schedule. It was kind of like, here's the keys and this is what you got to get done. I don't care how you do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So like, I guess I wouldn't say financial freedom, but the freedom of, of that, you know, picking and choosing your own schedule is kind of cool, I guess, you know, you could work nights, you could work days, the afternoon, whatever you want to do, you know, Mm -hmm. cause there are, there are, you can deliver to most or not most, but there's quite a few mills that are, you can deliver any, any time, you know? Mm-hmm. But like you said, though, it might be something that's, uh, either made for it or not in a way. Huh? I would say, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, I enjoy it and, and, um, I guess I've been around it my whole life, so I don't know any better. You know, I've never had a 40 hour a week job. Yeah. I don't even know what that'd be like. It'd, it'd probably be pretty nice, you know, cause right. I, like, like a big project for me during the week is like, how am I going to mow the, I got to, I got to mow the lawn at some point this week. It's starting to look like a hay field, you know? Right. And it, it literally takes all week to try. Finally, okay, I get home early enough. But like this summer, I'm, I'm doing a lot of long, like a lot of long haul trucking. So when I put that load on the truck and start heading down the mill, it's like, I'm not going to be home for six hours. So, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, so you got to make that decision. Are you parking it? Cause I can just pull into my driveway and park mm-hmm. or are you going down to the mill? Well, so when you make that decision, you're, you're, uh, you're committed, you know? Yeah. So it's right. not like you just put a few extra hours and it's, it's, uh, you know, typically like these, these, um, particular loads I'm hauling right now are about, a, it's about an eight hour, eight hours to do a rounder, you know, mm-hmm. load the truck, go to the mill and get back to the job. So, yeah. So it, it takes up a lot of time and, and, um, it definitely takes up family time, which I have an awesome wife that, that well she's I guess she's been around it since you know she's we've been together a long time so she knows how it works and yeah and uh she takes care of the home front you know but mm-hmm. well no it's uh it's fun to hear about again to hear the timeline and the progression and yeah whatever else you know but yeah the yeah it's interesting just the whole the whole like, for whatever reason that obviously that side is interesting because it's unique that that cleaning the buffing that whole side of things obviously yeah, right and it's something fun to fun to look at and where that came from fun to hear it's again it started at a young age like that hey but yeah 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 well anyways frank i appreciate it fun to hear about thanks for having on yeah thanks for having me yeah hey guys thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed it if you have and you feel so inclined share this podcast with your friends subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and give us some feedback with a review until next time thank you